The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Are there any other requests? Thank you, Jesus. If there are no other prayer requests, can we praise the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's love the Lord tonight. Glory, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's something about the praises of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, make him smile. Thank you, Jesus. God, you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. Huh? My God, my God, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Driving in my car, you, you protected me from an accident. Hallelujah, that the devil tried to assign to me, but you said not so. Come on, thank him, thank him. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we thank you for teaching us. Hallelujah, Lord. Chastising us. Rebuking us. Oh, it's all good. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, it makes us strong. Hallelujah, God. It elevates us. Huh? Glory, God. Hallelujah. It teaches us. Oh, 
bless the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for healing my body. Ha, regulating my mind. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, sometimes the enemy can attack your mind. And it'll have you believing some things that is not assigned to you. Oh, we thank God for healing from anxiety. Come on, them, your mind will have you thinking the worst. Because the enemy is trying to stop something that is glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. But he is a liar tonight. Glory, God. Hallelujah, because what's for you is for you. And the devil can't stop it. You're the only one that can stop the flow. Ah, now take your stuff back and tell the devil that belongs to me. Get out of my way in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. We speak healing in the name of Jesus for Sister Tamia. In the name of Jesus. Oh, by your stripes. Oh, my God. It's already done in Jesus' name. Uh, we speak right now. I speak continued healing because it's already done. It's already manifesting in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I speak unity in the body of Christ. Globally, Lord. One mind. Hallelujah, Lord. Ha, my God, I was here. Serving one God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Submission in the name of Jesus. Uh, continue to rest in the body of Christ. Uh, cause us to receive the word that you have prepared for us tonight. Hallelujah, Lord. Because it's a right now, right now word. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because if it wasn't, God wouldn't have spoken through the man of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Anoint the man of God, Lord. Anoint our ears. Saturate our hearts. That we receive the word of God. No excuses, because that's a hindrance. In Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. In Jesus' name, we will believe, and we will continue to believe the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, y'all, give him another praise. Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Who has a testimony? Hallelujah. Anybody? Yes. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anybody else with a testimony? Just ready to give God some glory. Before we call up the speaker for the hour. Yes.
Hallelujah. I like that. Hallelujah. Oh, that's that power. She said, I don't have time. Come on, come on, come on. Girl, you and your husband, y'all something else. Hallelujah. You got to tell the devil, no, 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 no. Wrong assignment. Keep, keep it moving. She said, not even a bruise. That's called miracle. Hallelujah. And I believe a God and we serve a God that specializes in miracle. So if you wait no one, you better go ahead and hold your hand out because it's coming. Hallelujah. Glory God. Any other testimonies? If there are no other testimonies, Bishop. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory, glory to the name of Jesus. We have so much to be thankful for. God is so good to us. So good. I'm so thankful. You know, um, when, when I got saved, born again, the gentleman that witnessed to me, after a while, there were some things that he, he did that were questionable, you know, and people talked about it. And all I could say was, I'm just so thankful that that day when he came and witnessed to me, he was obedient to God. I don't know. He may have done some, I don't know what he's doing, what he did, or how you mad at him about this or whatever, but I'm just so thankful that that day he was obedient. Praise the Lord. Because from that, I became a child of God. Uh, tonight, I want to talk about uh, something that I call staying in the place of salvation. Staying in the place of salvation. This is important to us. This is really important to us. Because we who are born again, and even those that are pursuing a new birth, are in a place of salvation. You're in a place of salvation. We are protected by God. Uh, he has created or established boundaries in which if we stay within them, we'll be saved. You, you, you should understand that, that God has created, he established some boundaries. If you stay within those boundaries, you'll be saved. And uh, we say that uh, uh, repentance, or the Bible says, repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the indwelling of the Holy Ghost puts us in the arena of folks who can be saved. Those are the people that, uh, uh, you know, if you have not the Spirit of Christ, you know, you're none of His. You must be born again of water and spirit. You know, all the scriptures that outline that for you. But, but it also... The rest of the, the new covenant, the letters to the churches and everything are, are, are discussing and sharing with the people how you are to conduct yourself, how you are to stay within the place of salvation. Stay, grow, and, and all those sorts of things. Uh, uh, in other words, we have stepped into the boundaries in which if we stay and don't fall away, we shall be saved. We shall be saved. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't know about everybody, but I know that in the average Christian life, you have uh, uh, ebbs and tides. You know, you go through things up and down. You know, uh, where sometimes you're living strong for the Lord, sometimes you're not. But, but uh, it's important that we stay in the place of salvation. Uh, we can't go back to living life where we don't rely on Jesus or living according to our flesh and expect to be saved. If we do, uh, then that means that we have stepped outside the place of salvation. Uh, when the Lord was saving Lot and his family, all they had to do was keep walking, going to the place that was safe and not look back. Not look back. Praise the Lord. Uh, that's all we have to do. Not look back. 
Don't, don't, don't look back. Uh, their examples are types of God providing salvation for people, and they were given instructions concerning remaining in the place of salvation or they could not be saved. And I want to share a couple of those with you tonight. We won't be long. We won't be long. Uh, in Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 through 19, it tells the story of when uh, Joshua was going uh, to Jericho and he sent spies in to spy out the land. And the Bible says, And Joshua the son of Nun uh, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rehab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, uh, which have entered into thine house. For they be come to search out all the country. And uh, the woman uh, took the two men and hid them and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate when it was dark that the men went out. Whither the men went, I would not. Uh, I, I, I would not pursue after them quickly, for you shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she uh, had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan unto the fords. And as soon as they were pursued after them, uh, uh, them were gone out, uh, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them on the roof, and she said unto the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that your terror is falling upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion and Og. Uh, whom, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token and that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that uh, they have, and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, uh, Our life uh, for yours. If ye utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window. For the house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days, until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may you go your way. And the men said to her, We will be blameless of this thine oath, with thou, uh, which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet, thread in the window which thou didst let us down by. And, and, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be on his head. And we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be, in, uh, be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head. If any hand be upon him. Praise the Lord. So, so, so here you have a, a situation where uh, um, these people, this is a type. God's just showing you an example of what happens when, when he places you, puts you in a place of salvation, and he tells you don't leave. Because the house is marked with a scarlet thread. Uh, if you want your family to be saved, bring them into the house. You want them saved, bring them into the house. But if they go out into the street, if they leave the house, we can't guarantee the promise. We can't. They are on their own. But if they are with you in the house, 
they're protected. They're protected. But if you leave the boundaries of what the Lord has set up for us, I can't promise you you'll be saved. There's some folks out there that, are, that, that we are saying to them, hey, get back in the house. Come on, back in the house. There are people that God has sent to you or sent you to that were with you and hearing you for a while, but they left the house and went outside the boundaries. God is trying to tell you how to stay, how, how, what you need to do, staying in the place of salvation. He gives you an example here with Rahab and her family. No, if you want them to be saved, we'll pass it up. Just put that thread on the window and, and, and they'll be saved. We'll, we'll, we, won't, we won't do anything. When we take the city, your house will be saved. Praise the Lord. Uh, you have another situation like that. Well, you know the story in, in Acts 27, 27 through 31. It says, but when the 14th night was come, as we uh, were driven up and down in uh, Adria, about midnight, the shipman deemed that they drew near to some country and sounded and found it 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it 15 fathoms. Then fearing, lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen was about, were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under color as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. If you get out the ship, See, see, Paul was on his way. He was a prisoner now. He's on his way to Rome. And he's in the boat and everything, a ship. And the ship, they had all kinds of trouble. They were having difficulty before they left. Paul said, I don't think you should leave. But they didn't care about what he said. They listened to the shipman. We're not interested in what you're saying. We don't recognize you as a man of God, somebody who has prophetic knowledge and is telling us how to save our lives. So they went away anyway. And they went through a lot of stuff. They had all kinds of storms and everything happening, and they thought they could dodge this way, but they couldn't. They even had to change boats before they left. They had to put them on a different boat. And, and you know, and, and you know, they, 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 they're in trouble. And in the Bible, when you see storms and water, that indicates trouble. You know, it's like when the disciples were in the boat and Jesus was asleep and, and the storm came, uh, 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 and Jesus delivered them from the trouble. The Lord spoke to the storm. He said, peace, be still. Uh, uh, but, 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 but these people on this ship with Paul were afraid. In fact, they were all fasting. They, they were afraid. In fact, they hadn't eaten for 14 days. And, and Paul told them, said, look, because uh, 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 they wouldn't eat until they saw Paul eat something. He told them one time, he said, okay, guys, you fasted long enough. You can eat for your health. You can get something to eat. And then he ate, and they said, okay, I guess we can eat now. See, uh, 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 they finally came to what they thought was land. And were about to flee from the ship. And Paul said, if you leave the ship, you, you cannot be saved. See, God is saying that to people right now. If you leave the ship, I'm trying to tell you how to stay in the place of salvation. If you get out the ship, if you leave the house, I, I can't guarantee you anything. You will not be saved. You cannot be saved. There are pastors of churches who go out of the ship. They were in. They got out. I'm not talking about a physical place. I'm talking about a spiritual place. I'm talking about spiritual boundaries. That's how you made the bad decision in the natural. It's because you made a bad decision concerning the spirit life, your spiritual life. So, 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 you know, you got scared and fled the ship. Well, that's what these people were doing. No, we in a hurry. We want to get off this boat because everything is happening. It's going crazy. We're trying to get out of here. And by the way, we're starting to listen to Paul now. But he told him, he told the centurion, look, look, let me tell you something. If y'all get out the boat. If you get out the ship, you, you can't be saved. 
God is teaching you. He's telling the church. These are examples. He's just showing examples. To the church. I'm trying to show you how to stay in the place of salvation. I, I, I wonder about this sometimes. I used to wonder about this. I still think about it sometimes. When people backslide, they fall away or they leave, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the comfort of salvation. They leave the place of salvation with God. You know, what, what do you think happened? What, 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 what happened to you? What was it? How could you leave from this miraculous event that happened in your life? What took you away? What is it that took you? What could possibly take you from what God did with you? What would make you, you know, I'd ask rehab uh, a family. Rehab family. Okay, we, we, what would make you go out into the street? I don't think you should go out. Because you know this, you, you, the girl said, we know you're going to take the city. I already know that the city is, is going to be for you all. We heard about what God did with you all, how you dried up the Red Sea with the Egyptians. We heard about what you did with Sion and Og. No, y'all are God's people. He's doing things with you. And I recognize that. So I'm going to help you out. I'm going to hide you. I'm going to show you how to get away from things and all that. But I need you to make me a promise. I want you to promise. Can you make sure my family is okay? Well, yeah, if they come in your house. All they have to do is come in the house. Don't leave. Don't leave. And like Paul told him, no, don't get out the ship. If you get out now, you cannot be saved. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 45, verses 22 and 23, it says, Look unto me and be ye saved. All the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. I have sworn by myself. The word is going out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. So, so, so what God is saying, no, this is all about God. This is not about people. This is not about towns or cities. This is not about church buildings. This is about God. God said, no, I brought you to a place of salvation. I put you in a house. I put you in a ship. And, and now I've protected you. I've drawn boundaries around what can get to you, what can happen to you. And if you stay within those boundaries, you're going to be saved. You'll be saved. But if you step out, I, I can't promise you anything. I can't promise you. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 14 through 18 says, If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. You know, some people don't believe that. I'm, some saints probably, you probably didn't read that. But, but you know, they didn't understand it. Say people reproach you for, for Christ's sake. You, you, you're mad. You're ready to fight. You're ready to reproach them back. The Bible says you ought to be happy. Because the glory of God resteth on you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. On your part, you can't glorify God doing something evil. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Don't be wrong. If you're suffering for Christ's sake, you know, that's okay. But don't, don't let yourself be wrong. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. See, this is like with, with Peter and John. When they were going around, the people told them, say, look, I don't want you, I don't, you cannot speak in that name. And the people were ready to kill them, but Gamaliel said to him, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, guys. Remember they had another guy named Thutis or something. He had about 400 people following him, and he got killed or he died or something, and they dispersed. And then they had another guy that came along. He had a couple of thousand people following him, and when he died, they just dispersed. It came to nothing. So if this thing that they're talking about, if they're going around doing this, if it's of God, you can't stop it. If it's not of God, it's not going to come to anything. But if it is of God, you don't want to be messing with this. This is not something you want to mess with. You, you understand. So, so, 
So, so, so the Bible says that uh, 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 we're supposed to be representing God. And if you're suffering as a Christian, then you're not going to be ashamed. You're glorifying God on this behalf. Now he says this also, because this is a good point. He said, for the time has come, that's why he's telling you this, that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin with us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarce to be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? See, we're God, he just, he's not trying to threaten you or anything like that. He's just sharing with you that, you know, we have a lot of people that begin righteously, but they're scared to be saved. They're slipping in. They're trying to slip in. You, you know, the Bible says that, that Jesus did something that makes you righteous. I don't know if you understand that or not. Some people think that, you know, because Jesus did something that made me righteous, no matter what I do, I'm still righteous. Well, that's not true. I just want to share with you, that's not true. I don't know if you believe that or you heard that. That's hopeful, but that's not true. See, see, what Jesus did was the same thing that he did to everybody. See, God offered grace to the entire world. I don't care how ugly, how nasty, how mean, how no good, how unrighteous, how evil they are. Grace is available to them. It's for everybody. But everybody does not take or accept the grace of God. See, the righteousness that God put on you, the Bible said God made you the righteousness of Christ through him. But if you're not living it, you're not accepting it, you're not walking in it, then you're taking yourself out of the place of salvation. You're not remaining in the place that he put you in. See, the Bible said, if the righteous scarcely be saved. That's not a trick on words. He's talking about people that are equitable, that are right. If they are scarcely saved, then where shall the ungodly and the sinner be? God, just, he's just trying to express to us that what he's doing is he's trying to get us to stay within the boundaries. To stay in the place of salvation. I put you in a place of salvation. I put you in, in, my, in my kingdom. I, I, I put my spirit in you. I put my spirit around you. I protected you. I, I won't let anything happen to you. But if you step out, if you step out, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. You know, that, 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 like this, there's a lot of people that they don't give to the work of God, but they want God to bless them. Now, I want, I want to share this with you, that, you know, uh, uh, everybody who is blessed financially does not give to the work of God. Because God wants you to understand that his kingdom is not about you and money. In fact, I've said this to you before, that, you know, the wealthiest people in the world or in the Middle East, where the dinosaur bones turned into oil, and now that runs everything. God knew that those people are not going to believe in me. But they will have all the money. I want you to understand that it's not about the money. I can get you money. I'll make them give you money if that's all you need. But that's not what it's about. So, but, but, but there are people that don't give, but you want God to bless you. See, that, that's crazy. How are you going to ask God to bless you and you won't do what God has asked you to do? In fact, if he does bless you anyway, then now he's got to go and apologize to all those people who gave from the bottom of their heart. Poured out. Because they could say, well, God, I ain't had to give them. I could have just did what they did. But here's what's happening to, to us. God has placed us in something that is unbeatable. It can't be penetrated. We can't be harmed. We can't be hurt. You know, the Bible teaches you that, that, that 
you know, nothing from the outside can hurt you, can harm you. You know, that, that's, what, that's what happened with, with, with Israel when they, with uh, uh, Balak. And, the, you know, the Bible said that Balak taught the man how to, how to get over on the people of God. And no, I can't curse the people. I can't curse them. That's God's people. But you can make them hurt themselves. Have them to go mix with the Moabites. Because God told them, don't mix with nobody. And that, that'll destroy them. Here's the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to get you to hurt yourself. He wants you to do something. Hey, hey, come on out. Come over here. I'm not coming out. I'm not getting off the ship. I'm not coming out the house. I'm not getting off the ship. I'm staying in the place of salvation. Look at Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10 verses 21-22 says, And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. See, I, I believe the reason why Jesus is telling, telling us this is because this. See all this stuff that he's talking about, a brother rising against brother and putting to death and children against their parents. All that stuff has an effect on you. All that stuff makes you go crazy. Some of those things make you feel like, okay, well, uh, uh, boy, that's terrible what they're doing. What I'm doing is bad, but I'm not bad as them. Well, see, what God is trying to do is tell you, no, you don't want to step out there. You don't want to do that. If you have to endure to the end, you'll be saved. You can't just start in this thing and then not go on because, you know, uh, Lot's wife, she started off walking. She was going right alongside him. But after a while, she turned around and looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. See, uh, uh, you could say to Lot's wife, sweetheart, you would have had to endure to the end. You would have had to stay the course. Uh, uh, that's, what, that's, what, that's what Paul told the people. No, don't get off the ship. See, I told you all you shouldn't have left in the first place. But you left anyway. I told you that if you leave, that you're not only going to lose lading and stuff to the ship, but lives will be lost. But then as you went on and you kept going, uh, uh, God told me one night, he came to me and told me, that I've given you all the people on the ship, there will be no loss of life. They're going to lose the ship, but there'll be no loss of life. Now, by the time everything starts happening, now you're starting to listen to me. Now you're starting to hear what I'm saying to you. So I'm telling you now how to stay saved, how to stay in a place of salvation. You don't get off the ship. Uh, uh, Rahab, I'm telling you this, your parents, you, your mama, your father and all those people, everybody that you want to be No, tell them, come in your house. You're the one that was faithful. Come into the house of faith. But you're a harlot. Oh, that's okay. This is a house of faith. If you come in here and you don't leave out, but if you go out in the streets and go do your own thing, huh, I can't promise you anything. I can't promise anything. In other words, Jesus is telling the people, look, it's going to get ugly. Things are going to start happening crazy. But if you endure to the end, you'll be saved. If you endure to the end, you'll be saved. I had a man, there's a man, if I call his name, you probably know him. I can't think of it right now. But the gentleman, he, he started off talking this stuff. And boy, he was a powerful teacher. I can remember recording his program because he taught so well. And then I found out when he started talking what he was really about, what his whole thing was, I thought, but wait, that's not true. You have really seduced people with this thing about if you, if you give your life to Jesus, you're saved. First of all, you told him something untrue about salvation. And then you told him, after you've done that, it don't matter what you do. You say. Oh, yeah, no, no. You didn't do anything to save yourself, so you can't do anything to unsave yourself. What? And you were a good teacher. 
He was. Convincing. Very good teaching. Got thousands and thousands of people. Got to have three services packed and jammed. Can't fit everybody in the building. Big old building, but can't fit them all in there. They come in to hear that. And I was thinking when I first heard it, when I first realized that, gosh, if I wasn't saved, I'd be running there too. I want to hear. I want that to be true. I'd want that. You mean I don't have to die to myself? I could just say I accept the Lord. Lord, I give you my heart. Oh, God, I believe that you're the Son of God, Jesus, and now I'm saved. Now you're a member of this church. No, I, you know, I, I could say, you know, I wish that that was true for the sake of people that, that, that are not born again. But that's not a true thing. That's not a true thing. Jesus said, no, things are going to get crazy. It's going to get wild. You're going to have brothers putting their brothers to death. Children putting their fathers to death. Their parents rising up against their parents. Cause them to be put to death. And you, you may not be doing that, but you're going to be hated by all men for my name's sake. You get out there talking about Jesus Christ as Lord. Oh, yes, Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay, and there's only one God. What? There's only one God. You don't believe in the Holy Trinity? No, you're a heretic. You're going to be marked. And who's going to come against you is the Christians, the so-called Christians. But God is telling you this. I don't really care what happens. You need to endure to the end. Don't you come out of the place of salvation. Don't come out. Uh, Matthew 24, 10 through 13 tells you something very similar. It says, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. He, he, Jesus is telling this over and over again. Look, if you, you got to endure to the end. You can't just start off good. Oh, I was doing so well. We were held strong for five years. And then I didn't want my wife no more. I didn't want my children no more. They didn't want me. They were coming against me. I was going against them. And I had people that's supposed to be godly, false prophets, coming to tell me that's okay, man. Oh, man, you could do that. You need to stay in the place of salvation. You need to stay in the place of salvation. And you need to stay there until the end. Don't come out. Don't get off the ship. Don't come out the house. God is your Savior. God is your Savior. God said, look, you know, it's going to be difficult. We got some righteous folks that are tipping in. Scarcely. So, you know, if you fall into sin, where will you stand? What will be your story? But God just wants to show you that no, this is this is this is this is this is the type of what I'm talking about today. I'm showing you that there's situations where 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 people were in the protection of established boundaries that I gave them. And if they stayed within those, they would be saved. If they stepped out, they would not. God God is speaking to a church. He's speaking to a people. That are hidden. He's saying to you, no, there's no time to give up. Oh, you, you know, because certain things change our minds. We, we, get, we, we, we go through changes, like we might have a change of job, a change of living, where we live. Something may happen. Uh, uh, we may run into something and get blessed, have more money, have less money, whatever the case might be, and we get shaken 
from the place of salvation. We, we, something causes us to feel like, no, I need to leave the house. I, I, I want to get out of the ship. God says, stay in the place of salvation. No, don't leave. Don't quit. Don't give up on God. Glory to God. Father, right now, we want to thank you, Jesus, for the things that you show us in your word. We want to thank you for reinforcing things that we already know. Lord, just by your spirit, we realize that we're in a place, God, that we shouldn't leave. And Lord, sometimes in that place, we don't understand what's going on. That's why your word tells us, Lord, that, you know, if we're reproached for your name's sake, we, we should be happy. We, we, we should glorify you. We, we, you know, your, your, your glory rests on us. We might be evil spoken of. Everything, different things may happen to us, oh God. But if far be it from us to suffer for sin that we've committed, being wrong. God, you said the judgment has to begin in the house of God. We, we, we need to be looking at ourselves, saying, God, I, I, I want to stay. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. I'm obeying the gospel. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for this. Lord, we thank you that you show us in types, signs, God, letting us know what it means to stay, how, 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 how we, we, we should uh, remain within the established boundaries that you set for us. We thank you for this, Lord. There's freedom there. There's rest. There's liberty. We can walk all around the house. We can do anything we want on the ship. Just don't get out and don't get off. Hasha. Bless your wonderful name, Jesus. Bless your wonderful name. Hasha. God, I want to endure to the end. I want to stay in one place. I want to stay in the place, oh God, that you put me. Bless your wonderful name. God, this between me and you, Lord. This between us, Jesus. I give you glory and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God.